superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. What is going on, everybody? Three and Out Podcast. That's the show. John Middlecoff. That's me. Uh, I know we get a lot of new listeners Coming from Collins podcast, I appreciate everyone listening. The numbers are going up, and uh, I just I just can't thank everyone enough for supporting and listening to the podcast. And I enjoy doing it. It's why I, I wait to record the podcast till after the Monday night game and after the Thursday night game. Though I may cheat a little and record some during the day, but when you do that, like today, and you do segments on would you trade for Minka Fitzpatrick, you know Jalen Ramsey drama, you get traded during the game. So luckily, you can press delete. And uh, re-record a segment. So we'll dive into that, the Minka Fitzpatrick trade. And ultimately, while I think it's a little reckless by the Steelers, you know, if if I was, my days of being a fan are over. But, it, and really, you're just kind of a fan of where you're born and how you grow up, right? You know, if you're born in the Bay Area, you're probably going to like the Niners. If you're born in Texas, you're probably going to like the Cowboys. It, it would be pretty cool to be a Steeler fan, just because they, they carry themselves like winners. So we'll dive into that. We'll dive into Jalen Ramsey. Mahomes, people have been using this Warriors comparison for a while. I'll tell you why him, if you know, if he, he's a front runner right now to win an MVP back to back years, and that would make the comparison to Steph even that much truer. Everyone's making a big deal over Breeze and Roethlisberger. I mean, as they should. I mean, those guys are out and big time players, but they're old. And like, I, I think sometimes we discount these guys are ancient. I mean, Breeze is 40 years old. 40 years old. I get it was a freak injury, but I, I think we've lost a little touch. And part of it's Brady and, and even Adam Vinatieri that the Colts talked out of retiring. You know, Brady's 42, Vinatieri's 46. Like, that is not normal. We've kind of jumped the shark with these old guys playing a young man's sport. And Julio Jones, a lot of people talked about how Julio Jones' contract would change the NFL. 
Like I got news for everyone. There's only one Julio Jones. And just Kirk Cousins, he's been a disaster. Then I'll dive into uh, just some things that I saw around the league on Sunday. I just picked out like five or six things that kind of fire me up or excite me or maybe places I was wrong. Uh, things that I'm excited to keep on watching. And just just little things I picked up around the league. And then like always, Middlecoff Mailbag, at John Middlecoff is my Instagram handle. And we open it to you guys. So you slide up in the Instagram, the DMs, and, and I answer your questions here. Really from this Monday Night Football game, uh, I guess starting with the Browns, I, they don't look right to me. You know, I mean, they, they are a team just loaded with talent. There, there is no disputing just the talent on the squad. Odell Beckham's a freak. I mean, it's, it's, it's literally highway robbery that they got him for pick 17, some late third round pick and a box safety. Like Dave Gettleman, you're an idiot. Like what? That's the easiest trade Dorsey will ever make. Miles Garrett is a freak show, but he just commits a ton of penalties, and he's a little reckless out there. But it, there's no disputing their talent. Offensive weapons all over the place. Baker to me feels a little off, and you know sometimes when you just talk as much as him, everyone's going to be out to get you one. And two, this league's really hard. You know, you, you get so many new wrinkles. It's just, it's just difficult to play in the NFL. So when you're just a pump-your-chest quarterback before you've ever done anything, you know, you're going to put yourself in, in tough positions. The, the NFL is hard enough to begin with. And I, I like his brash and cockiness. If, if you got it, flaunt it. I, I'm never – be who you are. I'm a big believer in that. Like, don't be fraudulent. I, I think it's why traditional media is dying so much because of how fake everyone is on TV. And I think there's a lot of people – you know, in this day and age, I think it's a big reason why Barstool's crushing it. I mean, I've been able to do my own thing. I'm just being myself. I, I am just, I, I, I despise being fake for the camera. And that, that's what I do respect about Baker. But I also think you have to be smart about it. And at the end of the day, in football, more than any other sport, your head coach has such a big impact on the outcome of, of every game, of your season, of the team. This, this isn't baseball where the GM runs it. This isn't basketball where LeBron James could carry me or you to an NBA championship if we were the coach. I, I just don't see it with Freddie Kitchens, man. I, I, I just don't. And I, I think the downfall of this Browns team, and they, they got some flaws, right? Their offensive line is a little bit of a question mark. But there's no disputing the talent. They, they're really, they have high-end talent at several positions. I, I, just, I just don't see it with the head coach. And we know they have a big ego GM. Uh, yeah, their schedules gets tough. I still think they'll be compete, you know, for a playoff spot. But the more you watch them, I, I start to wonder. Like, by no means are they some lock playoff team. By no means are they some lock nine and seven team. Like, they, they're going to have to play well to get the nine wins. I think most of us thought before the season, like, yeah, they're going to they'll be a nine ten win season. I, two games in, it's going to be a major work in progress for a head coach that's never proved a damn thing. I mean, he's been a head coach now what two games? Yeah, he hadn't even called. He had never been a play caller at this time a year ago. He was still like a month away from that. Think about that. And then the Jets. I mean, I guess God just doesn't want Jets fans to have good things. You know, the quarterback's quarantined at home. Trevor Simeon looks like his ankle gets broken. As a buddy in the league texts me who's been around Gase, he's like, well, Gase doesn't handle adversity well. And you can see it on his face. And there's a guy that's at the office 24 7, like Adam. It, I, I, this is why I could never be a coach. How could you show up to the office tomorrow at 5.30 or 6 in the, in the morning and try to get ready? The Jets play the New England Patriots this week. I think 
Someone sent me a text. They were an 18 and a half point underdog. Uh, they're probably going to start Luke Falk, who had never been active for an NFL game until tonight. Uh, listen, I'm not the biggest Le'Veon Bell fan, the way he handled everything last year, but he is a star player. He is a baller. And it sucks for him. So it's like, yeah, you gave up $14.5 million, you got your $27 million this year, you know, for over two years. You got a two-year $27 million contract. Just, I know the internet says one thing, that's the true numbers. Two years, $27 million to be on a team that's probably going to win three or four years uh, games. And Joe Douglas took this job. It's going to be a challenge. Now that Darnold's out for the foreseeable future, the Jets aren't going to win many games. And clearly the Patriots are the cream of the crop in their division, and the Bills, who I'll touch on later, are much better. Uh, especially now that Josh Allen's getting more and more reps. They're just better coached. Sean McDermott's better than Adam Gase. Their coaching staff, their toughness, they're just more of a unit. I mean, here, here's one issue with the Jets. Three or four days ago, when Greg Williams was talking all that smack about Odell Beckham, which one, it's like, Greg, I was hard on the Browns week one, but if you watch the game, Odell looked fantastic. And as you saw tonight, like Odell's a baller. He's, a, he's an elite talent. Now, is he overrated in the sense that he hasn't proved it for the last four or five years consistently? For sure. But a big reason, two big reasons. One, he's been hurt. And two, he played with Eli freaking Manning and the Giants' worst offensive line like in the league. So it, his talent is special. And when he's on the field, if you give him a capable quarterback, lights out. He's proven that over and over and over. He's a little bit of a diva. Well, I got, I got news for you. When you're good enough, you can act like a diva. There's a reason tens can be a little high maintenance. If you're high maintenance when you're a four, you might not get a date. But you know, if you're a nine or a ten, yeah, you can be a little bit of a pain, and people deal with you. That goes for guys and girls. You know, I mean, Brad Pitt or whatever might be high maintenance. Was not being discriminatory here. But at the end of the day, like Greg Williams mouthing off about Odell Beckham Jr., the Jets had to take it down from their website. That they 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 wipe the slate clean of that. You can't even find it unless someone tweeted it out or copied it, you know, live when he was at the podium. Why? Because it's just stupid. It was moronic to say that. One, Greg, you're not the head coach. You don't get to set the message like that about another team's player. But two, his ego's so big, he's a little bit out of control, and your just team's not very good. So why would you mouth off? It was stupid at the time, even dumber now. And the Jets are just and this is a long year. So Joe Douglas I know he got $4 million a year in six-year contract. He got him and Adam Gase have made generational money. Adam Gase is a multimillionaire. His kids' kids won't need to worry about cash. Same with Joe Douglas now. But it's their life sucks. I mean, it really does. These next three or four months uh, are just awful. So the, the money is great. And it's, I mean, it's really fantastic. All of us would love to have that. I mean, there might be some millionaires listening to this. Uh, but we'd like that money. But it's being on a team that's going to win three or four, that's a long, long season. So I I hope they're in for this one. I mean, Joe Douglas, now you got a huge race. But the Eagles was a pretty good gig, you know? Now, Adam Gase didn't have another job, but and Al, he also didn't sign up for this thing when he thought Sam Darnold, or at the time he didn't know Sam Darnold was going to get mononucleosis heading into week two. You know, I guess you know you just can't make out with any random chicks anymore without getting a little mono in New York City. But overall, just a terrible Monday Night Football game. No other way around it. And God, this Monday Night Football crew. As a buddy in the NFL texts me, they, they wouldn't even be a top five college crew on ESPN. I started thinking about it. And I'm like, you're right. This, I mean, Tessator acts like it's every play's the last play of the Super Bowl. 
Like, Joe, not, not every play is a walk-off grand slam in the World Series, buddy. Just take a deep breath. And I don't think Booger has any clue what's going on. I, I, I really don't. It's just, and I'm not trying to, that job's hard. I could never be a play-by-play guy. I have no, ad, you know, uh, ambition to be an analyst. I couldn't, I wouldn't want to do it. I couldn't do it. I don't, don't know enough football. But I do know as a consumer, I just like to be entertained. And we know what good is and we know what bad is. And that Monday Night Football broadcast is is like, you know, nails on a chalkboard. It is cringeworthy. It really is. And I've tried to be open-minded, like, John, don't be so negative. Just let, It's bad. It's it's this is Monday night football. Millions of people watching us, and they're forcing us to watch that crap. I I feel for everyone that powered through it today. Just I try to hit mute, but I like to hear what's going on. It's that was probably the highlight of just how terrible they are. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question: What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team, faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals which make it the best place to hire. I know I'm on it all the time, looking for people, checking out what everyone's doing. Hiring should be easy, and that is where LinkedIn comes in. So the fact that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours, LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. 
What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Let's talk about players, trades, and everything that's going on. One, I think there's somewhat of an overreaction going on right now in social media. The NFL's about player empowerment. Have you guys not followed pro sports? The NFL is no different than the NBA or Major League Baseball. Players throughout the history of time have demanded trades, have asked for trades, new administrations have come into buildings and fire had fire sales. Like, this is not new. So Jalen Ramsey has asked for a trade. Everyone's like, this is the time of player empowerment. No, it's not. The three guys drafted above, or four guys drafted above Jalen Ramsey in his draft, right, were Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, well, they went vice versa, right? Jared went one, Carson Wentz went two, Joey Bosa went three, and Zeke went four. Well, two of those guys have got historic amounts of money in the two quarterbacks. Zeke got broken off, and clearly Joey Bosa will probably at the end of this season. So Jalen, you know, is mad, partly probably hates his coach, doesn't want to be there anymore, but also he knows that they're not going to pay him. So he's like, guys, I want out. Now he's yelling at his coach. There's probably more to it, but it's over money. So he demands a trade. He's not the first player to demand a trade, and he sure as hell won't be the last. So when you read this, like, it is time, and I see guys, like smart guys, Warren Sharp, people writing like, player empowerment era. No, he's just, he's an elite player. He wants a trade. It's really not that weird. It's over money. Did Khalil Mack really want to leave Oakland? No, he wanted his money. So if you weren't going to pay him, someone was. And until, you know, that's how he ended up in Chicago. Now, again, more variables. Gruden didn't want to pay him. Maybe he did. Mark Davis broke. Might not have had the cash. Who knows? A lot more to it. But at the end of the day, you know, money talks. Everything else walks. So it always comes down to money. And I think Jalen Ramsey... One, he, he didn't want to show up to camp without a new contract. Did, kind of reluctantly, remember, shows up in a Brinks truck. And now he's fighting with his coaches. A lot of stuff's probably carrying over based on the contract. I think it's based on the contract. You can say, well, they're making him play zone. He wants to play man. All that BS. Great. He's an elite player. He wants his money. Mika Fitzpatrick traded for a first-round pick for, to Pittsburgh. Let me say this. I admire organizations like the Steelers. They carry themselves like winners. They are winners. They're one of the standards, not just in football, but in pro sports. They don't worry about the draft. They, they would rather eat their own puke than say the word tank. They don't think like that. So if you're a Steelers fan, I don't know why I said eat your own puke. I just tried to think of something that you could visualize that would make you really gross. Because I think the word thrown around tanking, especially with the youth on social media. Now, I mean, I'm making myself sound old. Like, I listen, I understand tanking, especially late in the season when you're losing. But like what the Dolphins are doing, like that sucks. I mean, it really just sucks for the fans. It just sucks. There's no way around it. It's not fun. In most organizations, I've worked for one organization in the league, Philadelphia Eagles. Jeffrey Lurie would jump off the Walt Whitman Bridge before he tanked. Would not fly. The Pittsburgh Steelers ain't in a tanking. Seattle, John Schneider, Pete Carroll ain't tanking. Belichick wouldn't even know how to spell the word tank. Andy Reid doesn't even know what that means. Sean Payton would laugh in your face. So winners don't think like that. But when unforeseen things happen, and in football, when you lose a starting quarterback, especially when you have a good one in Ben Roethlisberger, that changes everything. There is a chance when you're playing a backup, it might not go well. And it's not like you're 2-0 right now. You're 0-2. So if you just look at it, you got to take the emotion out, and I get it would be fresh, right? You just lost Roethlisberger. 
Mason Rudolph came into the game, actually didn't look that terrible, had a couple moments. You go, we can still keep this together. No one's running away from us in the uh, in the AFC North. We'll assume Baltimore will lose this week to the Chiefs. And, and we're, you know, we're still alive in 0-2. So I, I, I admire and respect that mindset. But I also think it's a little reckless to train a first-round pick given that less than 24 hours ago, Roethlisberger went away for the season. And Mason may be good, and he may not be. We just don't know. We've seen countless quarterbacks, especially from that program, I guess not that program, just one quarterback who's Brandon Whedon, not translate to the league. So when you're going to be reckless about something big picture, like if you told me the Eagles, the Chiefs, Seattle had traded a first-round pick, I did a little math today. Seattle is 77-36 and 36 since 2012. All they do is win. The Eagles are good. The Chiefs are clearly one of the best two teams in the league. If a team like that wanted to trade a first-round pick for Minka Fitzpatrick, who just went 12th a year ago and is, you know, above-average starter. I don't know if he's quite elite, but he's a really good player. I would completely understand it. I really would. Because you go, well, we're going to be drafting in the mid to late 20s anyway. Hell, ideally 30th, 31st, or 32nd. We won't even have a player anywhere close to Minkus Fitzpatrick's caliber. It would make sense. But the Steelers, I, I listen, it's pretty clear that it is probably like, I wouldn't say 50% chance, but... It's definitely above 25% that they're going to be drafting in the top 10. There is decent chance that you're going to give Miami a pick that is better than the pick that they used on Minka Fitzpatrick two years ago. Think about the return on the investment on that. Now, again, I, I do not condone or accept what Miami's doing. I, I feel sh- I, I care. The way I judge you on things is one, what's good for business, and like, and what's good for business is usually good for the fans. And tanking like this, is it's it's an embarrassment. Now, there's been countless articles written and stats out. that The Miami Dolphins record, I think these last like 20 years, is exactly 500. They, they are the ultimate average team. But still, in the, in the NFL, the way the, foot, the, the parody in football, how every team has money, you can sign free agents, you, you just, I, I, don't li- I don't like it. I, I don't like it at all, to be honest with you. Though... They do, like this trade, like the Laramie Tunzel trade, listen, is every player available in sports? Like if I wanted Mike Trout and I offered him, I don't know, 30 players, my entire minor league system, maybe they say yeah, right? If I offered you, there's probably some sort of offer that might make Joe Lacob think about trading Steph Curry. Now, it would have to be nuts, right? It would have to be like 10 first round picks and Giannis. But everyone has a price. Didn't they say in The Godfather, I'll make you an offer you can't refuse? So, I don't think they set out to trade Laramie Tunzel, but when someone offers you two ones and a two, you know, I get you think about it. Now, I wouldn't have done it because you go, well, the Texans are probably going to be pretty good and drafted in the 20s, so those those picks in the 20s are not all equal. There is a big difference between getting a first rounder that's pick 11 and pick 28. Like, it was cool trading Amari Cooper until that pick was 27th. It was cool trading Khalil Mack until that pick was 23rd. But this one, I'd say, I'd feel pretty good about this. If you're like, if you are going to go full tank and a team offers you a first round pick and you go, there's a pretty decent chance this thing's going to be top third in the draft, I get how you do it. I think this was a pretty easy trade for Miami. And I'm not condoning what they're doing. But this this one, a guy that doesn't want to be there, who doesn't, for whatever reason, fit, like it, whatever, and you get a first-round pick from a team that you start doing the math and you're looking at their schedule, like 
they're going to beat the Niners. They're a seven-point dog right now. So Vegas doesn't think they have a chance. Now, I'm not saying that they're based on Vegas. What does that really mean? Dogs win all the time. Mason Rudolph's going to come out to Levi Stadium to a 49er team that's kind of rolling right now. Now, does Minka Fitzpatrick help? Sure. But dramatically improve them? I, I, I think if it ends up going like we all kind of think, not going to go that well, this could be a pretty disastrous trade. And I think at the end of the day, they made this trade just solely on emotion. D- despite, you can respect the way their organization thinks and operates. I would imagine most people listening to this, non-Steeler fans do. If you follow sports, especially if you follow the NFL, you're going to respect the hell out of the Steelers. What they stand for, toughness, consistency, big picture stuff, standing behind their coach, always winning, the fan base, sweet Steeler games. It's cool. Like We, we all respect them. I, but I, I think this is a, is a little reckless. And one of the dumbest things they've done probably in recent memory. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like... Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or... Shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, 
features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Okay, let's talk about Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs offense. And one comparison that's out there, and I I think a lot of people just throw this out there nationally, is the the Chiefs are basically the warriors of the NFL. And Mahomes is kind of the Steph Curry. And as someone that's watched every Warrior game over the Steph Curry dominant era, literally every second, besides some blowouts, of the Curry era, I actually think the comparison, I've been using this for a while, is perfect. But I actually think it's never had more merit and had a a closer parallel than it is having right now. Because Steph Curry, Steve Kerr's first year, was unreal. Won the MVP, they won the championship. It was one of the most remarkable seasons as I'm a diehard basketball guy I've ever witnessed. It, It was, he was beyond special. Then the following year, that was the same year the Warriors won 73 games. They ended up losing to LeBron. You know, they still talk about it. They were up 3-1. Curry came back, and it was clear by before Christmas, it was like, holy shit, this guy is better. And if you watched him in Curry's first year, you would have never, like, that's as good as it gets. And he came back better. And it's the great part about pro sports at the highest level, with the best players, is we often talk about a guy going into the lab. And unlike like in my profession or whatever you do, we have so long to improve on whatever we're doing. You know, as long as I'm going to be able to talk, hopefully I'll have this job. As long as you're able to sell, you'll have whatever job. And, and you can read about it if you, if you are, you know, driven by improving at your job and, and getting better. Time is kind of on your side. Now, you could argue time's never, anything can end at any moment. I, I get all that. I, I just mean most people work, you know, 50s, 60s. Like if, if you're in your 30s or hell, even your 40s, you got years to improve. In pro sports, you really have a small window. Star NBA player, star baseball player, star football player. Your peak years, you could argue, like your legit peak years are probably under seven to eight years. So every one of those offseasons, now we've had outliers, Brady, LeBron. Is Steph going to have 10 straight peak years? Who, who knows? Uh, he's had about five or six straight. You know, I, maybe he's got three or four more left. But the, what Tiger, for all those years, what I think inspires us to make us, you know, love and admire and talk and watch and consume these guys is that the best in the business always go back in the lab and improve. And only a small, like once you get to a certain level, I listen, I've never been a pro athlete. I can imagine it gets pretty difficult to take steps. And I, I think once you get to a certain level, you're really just trying to take incremental steps. Once you get to as good as like Brady is, he's just working on getting, you know, it's cliche, but like 1% better. Like that was crazy about Steph's second MVP season. It felt just the eye test. He was 20% better. In the previous year, out of like 100%, it felt like he was like a 98. And last year, Mahomes, I don't think could have been much better if on the 100 scale, if this is Madden, I would have given him like a 97 or 98. 
and it feels like he's come back, and he's not 1% or 2% better. It feels like he's 20% better. Like he is on a completely different level. And you only get this in sports so often when you're talking about the highest of highs, right? The MVP level player. We saw it countless times with LeBron James in his peak before LeBron became consumed with money and just about his brand and what he's doing in L.A., when, uh, when he went to Miami, he'd go into the lab in the offseason and he just had one of the great four or five-year stretches, those four years in Miami and those first two in Cleveland, when he was just chasing greatness. It's why I love Tiger Woods. Because forever Tiger Woods, cared, his number one priority was always winning. And he'd go into the lab, he'd change his swing. Michael Jordan would come out every single year with just different pitches. It was incredible. And that's what we're witnessing right now with Mahomes. He went into the lab whether it was, and it might just have been mentally. I, I know Coach Reed, you talk to those guys in Kansas City, like, God, he's even better. And you hear that, you're like, God, he threw 50 touchdowns. He was the MVP. How's he going to get better? You, we've seen countless examples of these quarterbacks that have won MVP. Like, Matt, Matt Ryan couldn't get any better. Cam Newton, that was the peak of his life. Mahomes, I, I, was that just kind of scratching the surface? Now, I think it was more last year than scratching the surface, but that's not what we're going to see. This guy is better. And I'm watching him against the Oakland Raiders, and he flipped a switch in the second quarter and had five straight drives. Now, one was called back where he hit bombs, which what felt like the minimum the ball flew in the air was 50 yards. I mean, honestly, it probably was averaged. I'm sure there's next-gen stats about this. 35-plus yards in the air. It was one of the most remarkable things I've ever seen live in an NFL game. Deep bomb after deep bomb after deep bomb. And only one of the five were a guy that was just kind of wide open. Most of them were relatively highly contested balls. Like the corner was either stride for stride or a step behind. So the ball had to be placed pretty perfectly. And I got news for you. The ball was placed perfectly every freaking time. It was, and I text a guy on the chief staff. He's like, I I just text him. Have you ever seen anything like that? And, And this guy's been in the league for 15 plus years. And his response was no, never in my life. My jaw hit the floor. And this guy, like Steph Curry, whatever you think about the Warriors and kind of what they become with Kevin Durant, I I don't blame you. And I I get there's envy and jealousy all those years once Kevin Durant showed up. But I will promise you what Steph Curry stands for as a teammate, for how hard the freaking guy works, and how remarkable he is as a player. If you weren't emotionally hating the Warriors, I think you could take a step back and you can admire and respect how good the guy is. Because he's freaking incredible. When it's all said and done, he's going to go down as the second best point guard ever. That's not an opinion, that's a fact. You know, how many point guards, check the resume. Three chips, two MVPs, and I don't know if he's slowing down at least for a couple more years. Like Patrick Mahomes, I feel pretty confident saying this, if he doesn't get hurt, is going to be a generational player. And we say this a lot, and I've been wrong on this before. I kind of jumped the gun a little on Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm going to pull back. Not that I'm down on Jimmy in the sense that I just anointed him as a top five quarterback probably too fast. Like, I've seen enough with with Patrick Mahomes, especially when I factor in the variables. As Tony Romo said yesterday, Andy Reid might be the greatest offensive coach ever. Now, I think Andy would probably push back on that, but I think we all can admit or acknowledge, probably the right word, that Andy, you know, the Bill Walsh, I mean, there's, is one of, is one of the best offensive play callers in the history of the sport. And clearly right now in the league, full of great young and old play callers all over the league, he's probably the cream of the crop right now. Just as a play caller, play to play with the weapons that he has. And then, like I said, the the other variable is the weapons that he has. 
He has Travis Kelsey, who is a rare player. I don't know what Travis, I don't have his combine information in front of me, but when Travis plays, he, he plays at a 4-4 speed, at a size which no one can stop him. You can't put safety small safeties on him, he'll toss around. You put longer corners on, he's too physical, and he can run by him. He's just a freak. Sammy Watkins, they have resurrected slash kept healthy, and he looks like a monster. They have just the kid they draft in the third round, Hardman, I think that's how you say his name, can absolutely scoot. Their running backs are legit. They got Cheetah, who will come back in a couple weeks. They're just absolutely loaded. Their offensive line's good. It's the ultimate combination of, one, a generational talent who truly wants to be great and is going in the lab mentally and physically in the offseason, little Tiger Woods-like. Then, factor in a great coach with a good system, great system, and the weapons. Like, it's the ultimate combination. Kind of like Steph Curry. Steve Kerr came, turns out to be a really good coach, opened up the system for him, let him eat, and the rest is history. The rest is history. It's like, if, if this guy stays healthy, as Michael Jordan once said, the ceiling is the roof. I, the only guy, I think, in this league, under 30, that even has a chance to be on his level is Carson Wentz. Deshaun Watson's not, can't be as good as this guy. Dak Prescott, who's clearly improved, can't be as good as this guy. Uh, Jared Goff, who's a really good player, can't be as good as this guy. Now, Carson, you watched last night. Like I don't have the box score in front of me or the other night. I, I don't care how many picks he throws. When Carson's on and the flip, the switch is flipped, his good, beside Mahomes for all the young guys, is on a different level. Like, he can put the team on his back and carry them to the promised land. Now, his problem is he takes a ton of hits, and clearly he just he gets just worked sometimes because he keeps plays alive and gets destroyed. So that would be my red flag on him. Just can't he stay healthy. But when he's healthy, his high end might not quite be Mahomes' high end, but it's pretty damn close. But I'm pretty confident right now through two weeks, Mahomes is the heavy MVP favorite. They play Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, this week at home. If they take care of business there, I you know I, I, I don't see how this guy doesn't win back-to-back MVPs. So the example of the Steph Curry Warriors and the Kansas City Chiefs, well, you're looking at the Steph Curry of the team. The, the top teammate, the most likable guy, the biggest superstar, and at the end of the day, the most talented one. So get ready for the first back-to-back MVP we've seen in the NFL in a long time. Okay, you know, many say age is just a number. My 35th birthday is, hell, less than a month away. Getting old. But as a wise man once said, a.k.a. Warren Buffett, you should be better in the second half of your life. You're more, you just have more experiences. You've lived more life. You should have a better experience just around people. The second half of your life should be better. And I agree with that. As I've gotten older, my life has only got better. Gain more wisdom. Have more control of my life. I actually, being a single guy, like dating older women. They tend to have more wisdom. Uh, and just, I enjoy being around them more. But I don't discriminate. That's like I wouldn't date younger women. But just, I, I like older women. Uh, I like all women, really, but you you get my drift. In life, as you age, it's a good thing. You know, most people in most walks of life make more money the older they get. That's what makes pro sports so unique and so the opposite of everything else in society. You actually make the most when you're younger. Like most professional athletes, unless you're like Michael Jordan, the most money they'll ever make in their life is like 27, 28, 29 years old. It's the opposite for me and you. 
like my income just keeps kind of doubling or growing at a rate the older I've gotten. That's most people. But I do think that we've kind of lost touch with age in sports where we just think these guys should be able to play forever. Yesterday, Roethlisberger went down. I guess I'm recording this on Monday, so if you're listening a couple days ago. Drew Brees is now out. Roethlisberger obviously out for the season. Drew Brees is out for a considerable amount of time with a messed up finger. And everyone's like freaking out, like guys are going down. I'm sorry, Drew Brees is 40 years old. 40 years old. Now, it was a freak injury. Like he didn't get hurt, quote unquote, was because of age. But what Brady is doing should be an all-time outlier. This is not normal. And I understand that the quarterback position is more protected than ever. So I do think guys are going to play 35, 36, 37, 38 at a higher level. But just look at other guys. Like Eli Schott, Flacco stinks. You know, Roethlisberger had this kind of innocuous injury in terms of the way he threw it. Isn't that crazy? He's 37 years old. 37. Like if he was 25, 26, 28, I'd be like, God, that's just a freak deal. But isn't that freaky? These guys are really, really old. They really shouldn't be playing at this age when you really take a step back and think about it. Like, look at Rodgers. I think we're all starting to notice with Rodgers. At 35 years old, he's not quite the same as he was at 30, 31, 32. Nor should he be. And here's the other thing about Roethlisberger. His 37 is a weathered 37. I mean weathered. Even Drew Brees... Like, he has had a major shoulder injury. Now, for the most part, I think he's missed one game in his time in New Orleans. He's been consistently healthy. But is there a chance that, you know, from the information, we we know he messed up some ligaments, uh, he's going to need surgery or whatever on his thumb, and should be back in six to eight weeks or whatever. But there's a chance, at 40 years old, this body just doesn't respond to it. Because I've noticed, in my early 30s, my metabolism slowed. When I get injured now... Or tweak something, it just hurts a little bit longer. I think many people listening, if you're you know in your 20s, enjoy it. Because as you get older, things change. People always tell you that when you're young. You're like, sure, sure, sure. And then you realize, God, my metabolism has slowed down. You're like, I'm not 60, I'm 33. What the hell is going on? And you just have to change. Now the thing about pro sports, forever, the most famous line in all of pro sports was, Charles Barkley uses this all the time on TNT, Father Time is Undefeated. And forever he was right. Like guys would just get washed out of the league, get washed out of the league in all these sports. And now more and more, and part of it is technology's changed, the way we take care of our bodies changed. I'm not saying that these guys haven't earned the right to play at this age and are still playing at a high level, though Roethlisberger didn't quite look the same. Breeze has been pretty damn good. You can say he's a little been a little questionable the last several games, but you know he's still a really good player at 40. I just think that we often think of these guys and forget the age. And you just can't forget that component of sports. I mean, Drew Brees is 40. Think how many guys that he plays on an everyday basis, or I mean, like on every Sunday, that are between the ages of 22 and 26. Some majority of the guys lining up against him on defenses are first contract players, or even second contract players are early into their second contract. Those are most of the guys in the prime of their career all over the NFL. And this guy's still doing it at 40. So, yeah, I mean, it was a freak injury. But I, to me, there's just no lock that he's coming back. Big Ben, like, it, this could be a career ender. I, I think sometimes we used to talk about that a lot in sports when a guy would get injured. Like, we may never see him again. We don't anymore because we just think that these doctors 
and the diets and the workout programs. Oh, guys coming back, guys coming back, guys coming back. Well, some guys don't. I Some guys in the prime of their career get injured. I, I saw one in my backyard, Jarek McKinnon. Tears his ACL last year. ACL chair, right? He's 25, 26 years old. You're like, oh, you know, he's going to miss the year. That sucks, but he'll come back. Because ever since Adrian Peterson, everyone just assumes guys come back. Especially guys in their 20s. You know what happened to Jarek McKinnon? He's never been the same. You know what happened to Jarek McKinnon? More than likely, he'll never play an NFL snap again. That sucks. That's shitty. But that that used to happen all the time. And I I think we think that that's crazy when it happens now. Because it is kind of weird. Because it doesn't usually happen to most players, right? Like Jimmy Garoppolo, tears an ACL, he's back the next year. No, just Jimmy Carson Wentz, tears an ACL, back the next year. For the most part, the guys do bounce back. But when these guys get older, it's what I always say is going to be the downfall of Brady. Like, ultimately, Peyton Manning's arm, he was just shot. He just couldn't throw the ball anymore. Like, more than likely, that's that's not how Brady's aging. He's going to be able to throw it with a high velocity probably until he's like 50. I bet Brett Favre could just sit there and still just fling a dart 40 yards on a rope still to this day. But his body broke down. The other parts, beside his throwing arm. And I think ultimately, knock on wood, I don't want it to happen because I still like watching Tom, but that's probably the downfall of Tom one day. So Breeze, Roethlisberger, like, there's going to be a point in time where one of these guys, not both, this may never resurface again. It might be over for both of them. Even though you say Breeze just his thumb. Well, who knows if it never comes back? Because at 40 years old, maybe he can't recover from it. Who knows? I, I, again, I, I hope they come back. I like watching these two guys. Big Ben in his prime was one of my favorite players in the league. But I, I think we overlook age and where it's great for me and you. It's great in our businesses. We just keep making more money the older we get. and We keep gaining more wisdom. And, you know, life keeps getting better. In, in pro sports, it's it's typically the opposite. And I think we've gotten to a point where we just expect these guys to play forever. And we might get a hard lesson with some, you know, future Hall of Famers this season. I looked up something before I dove into this topic because I, I thought it actually you know, has a decent parallel to what I'm about to talk about. Players' contracts and just the narrative that when Julio Jones signed his deal, which is basically a $66 million, which I don't have a calculator in front of me, but he got 64 of it guaranteed. It was basically an NBA-style contract. And people were like, oh, that's an executive texted Schefter that this is going to pave the path for players getting fully guaranteed deals. And I, I think you, you never... Jerry Jones once famously said, you pay premiums for premiums, you'll never go wrong. It's when you try to go cheap that you get burned. Once upon a time, and I Google this, I use this on this show, right? Instagram, my DMs. You know Facebook in 2012 bought Instagram for a billion dollars, which at the time was pretty eye-opening. I Googled it before uh, I was figuring out what I was going to talk about on this show. It's, It's... Estimated, this could be off, that Instagram right now is currently worth about $100 billion. Now that does seem a little high, but it's clearly worth a lot more than the billion dollars they paid for it. And I believe the same thing in players. I have no problem, quote unquote, overpaying great players. Steph Curry, LeBron James, Mike Trout, you, you name it. Just the best players in all of sports. Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald. Julio Jones. Guys like Julio Jones have always had a huge amount of leverage in the NFL. Even the most player-unfriendly sport when it comes to contracts. The great players have always got paid. 
and they always will get paid. Now, Kirk Cousins was a little bit of an outlier. He got franchised twice, then they let him hit the open market. There were several teams that needed a quarterback, and he got $85 million fully guaranteed. He clearly is not worth that. Now, you're only worth what someone's willing to pay you, of course. So he was, in theory, worth, because he was going to have a market with supply, demand, drive up the price, just basic economics, he was going to get a lot of money. But one thing's clear, he ain't a max quarterback. Watching the Packers-Minnesota game, he does things. He became a full, he became a full-time starter like halfway through. He started six games in 2014. Then every year since, he's been a full-time starter. So 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018 in Minnesota, and then this year in 2019 where he'll start every game. Just not good enough of a player. You know, he's not even a top 15 quarterback. He can have top 15 moments, but his downfall consistently always is one thing. In big spots, in the fourth quarter, when you have to make plays, he crumbles like a cookie. Like he doesn't have a chance to make them happen. Julio Jones, who quote-unquote has always been a highly paid guy, literally probably since Alabama, number one high school recruit, goes to Bama, Bama's first big recruit, becomes a dominant player at Bama, was a top six pick in the draft, a historic draft, that being in 2011. Then he goes on to the Atlanta Falcons where he dominates and he's got multiple contracts and he just keeps dominating. He's been worth every penny. It's the reason why the Falcons don't even hesitate to guarantee him basically the entire contract. So is this going to change things in the NFL? Khalil Mack got $90 million guaranteed. Aaron Donald got $87 million guaranteed. Great players get a lot of money. Zeke Elliott, despite being a pain in the ass off the field, Jerry Jones like, just give him $50 million. Whatever. Because he's an elite player. If Zeke was Melvin Gordon, he wouldn't have got that. Like, I got news for you, Melvin Gordon. I begged you. Run and sign the contract. Well, what has happened two games into the season? You know what it turns out? Austin Eckler may be just as good. Hot take, Austin Eckler might be better. So this notion that it's going to change the NFL for NBA-style contracts, they've always somewhat been that. And the difference between the NFL and the NBA are injury factors in the NFL are just gigantic. So NBA contracts, I also got news for you. Just because you sign an NBA contract doesn't mean it's a good contract. Think how many deals in the NBA are puke-in-your-mouth bad of just, quote-unquote, really good players. Russell Westbrook, worst contract maybe in all of sports behind John Wall. Chris Paul, most of the worst contracts in sports are either in baseball and basketball, where the contracts are fully guaranteed. You know where the majority of not-bad contracts are? In the NFL. Why? Because Kirk Cousins deals, if more and more of those type deals happen, there'd be terrible contracts all littered all over the league. Who would, who, who would not benefit from that? Us as fans. Because for all you guys that DM me all the time, fans of different teams, you would be stuck with just these shitty players that you wouldn't be able to get away from. Do you know what the Minnesota Vikings wished if they had it all over again? They didn't guarantee the whole goddamn contract. Now, again, they did not have a choice. They had to because supply, demand, it was, it, it was what it was. But you better believe they're kicking themselves right now. He's not good enough. They had one goal when they signed him. They thought they were going to win a Super Bowl because of him. You know one thing's clear? They're not going to win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins as a starting quarterback. Now they may make the playoffs this year. They may not. They're going to be in the mix because their roster is so good. But like Julio Jones, yeah, I give him full guaranteed contract. Every time, I play the, every time I play a game, more than likely, if Julio Jones is not the best player on the field, non-quarterback, he's going to be the top two or three players every single time we take the field. So if that's the case, and I say this all the time, 
with huge money. There are non-quarterback, maybe two to three guys a team. Some teams may only have one. Some teams may not have one. The good team probably have two or three guys that you don't hesitate to pay. And the only way you get screwed in the deal is if there's an injury. And that's welcome to sports. But this notion that the game's going to change dramatically is just not true. Because most players are not Julio. And quarterbacks like Kirk Cousins, the good ones, never hit the actual quote-unquote open market. But as we've seen, if you're a good quarterback, you don't even need to hit the open market. Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, soon-to-be Dak Prescott, they get an astronomical amount of money. And you could also argue that the quote the NBA-style contracts, that's the quarterbacks. They get NFL-style contracts. They get nine-figure deals, which are really lucrative. They also get the most off-the-field endorsements. They get the most women. They get the most praise. They get talked about the most. They are the NBA stars of the league, the quarterbacks, and a handful of non-quarterbacks. And those guys, Julio, Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald, get historic amounts of money. But I got news for you. The majority of players are replaceable. Welcome to the NFL. Next man up. Injury. See you later. Undrafted free agent. Becomes a star. Seventh rounder. Becomes a starter. Fifth rounder. Becomes an all-pro. That's the way the league works. It always has and always will. So this notion that things are going to dramatically change contract-wise, I just don't see it. Because as we see with Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, soon-to-be Dak Prescott, who are better players than Kirk Cousins, won't get a fully guaranteed deal like Kirk Cousins, mainly because they'll never hit free agency like Kirk Cousins. So it's fun to talk about and, you know, a cute thing to kind of be throw out there on social media and it's going to get likes and retweets. And listen, I'm Schefter's my guy. I'm not taking a shot at that like someone texts him that. But but Julio's an outlier. He's, he's an exception to the rule. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's the number one overall recruit at 17. He goes to Alabama and just dominates. Guys like Julio are are not a dime a dozen. They're once every 10 years. I mean, they, they don't come around that often. Like Odell Beckham, can't hold it, check the, check the two resumes. Doesn't hold a candle to Julio. Hopkins, maybe one day, but, you know, it's going to still take some time. Like, Julio's an all-time great. So, and I, don't get me wrong, I, I would pay DeAndre Hopkins. Like, I, to me, he fits the mold. Like, yeah, I'd give DeAndre Hopkins... 80 million guaranteed if the deal was 85. I wouldn't even hesitate. He's that good, you know? But, like, that's who I'm talking about. Julio and DeAndre Hopkins. That, that might be the list. I'm mean, seriously. So think about that. that that's, that's what we're talking about here. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. 
Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Okay, let's fire around the NFL and just some things I jotted down. Intrigued me that I saw. Just whatever. Uh, Lamar Jackson. A- anyone that's listened to me for a while, or listened to the show even recently, I-, I was not a big Lamar Jackson guy. Now, I-, I get, and I even said, I did a topic I think last week, all about context. And context is key. Who you're playing, who you're doing it against. But I, I didn't ding Mahomes for four touchdowns in a quarter playing the Raiders who are not going to be a very good team. So I can't totally ding Lamar for kicking the crap out of bad teams. Now he did get Vance Joseph, who I said is the worst defensive coordinator in the in the NFL. I feel that I feel very strongly about that. And that's that's probably one of my strongest opinions that I believe is a fact is that Vance Joseph is the worst DC in the NFL. And Lamar kicked his ass and Lamar Jackson dominated the Dolphins who are actively tanking. But what you're seeing out of him, just he's calm, collected, his accuracy, he's been impressive. And I, I say it all the time, oh, hell, I'll say it every week, even if I don't like you out of college, if you're a high character guy, I don't mind being wrong and then rooting for you. I'm doing the same with Josh Allen. I would not have drafted Josh Allen number seven overall. But following his career on social media, I like the kid. I, I think he's just a high level guy. And he's clearly, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen have dramatically improved. Lamar, I mean, if somehow he'd go into Kansas City this weekend and win, what I said about Mahomes being winning back-to-back MVPs, Lamar Jackson would heavily throw his hat in the ring. So Lamar's been awesome. This is a big week for him, but even if it doesn't go well, like I, I'm impressed with Lamar. I, I really am. Eli Manning should be benched. When you are throwing away your season, and I don't, the Giants aren't actively throwing away their season. They just stink because their players aren't any good, mainly because you do things like trade pick 17 or four, you trade Odell Beckham for pick 17, which becomes a nose tackle and a box safety. Team stinks. So when your team stinks, 
You have to find out what you have. You might as well put Daniel Jones in there. It's not like Eli has some streak going anymore. It's over. The streak ended a couple years ago. Just play Daniel Jones from here on out. And by the time you're listening to this, maybe they've announced Daniel Jones because Pat Shermer wouldn't say one way or the other at the podium. But I, I, I think it's time. Like, Eli, your career's... I could actually see Eli being a backup somewhere next year, but it, it, it's over. Uh, Gardner Minshew, you know, he's a fun player. He really is. That that final drive of him just making some things happen, he's fun. Now, is he that good? I don't know, but he's he's got some just natural pocket awareness. He, he really does. Uh, I don't know how many games the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to win. It, it's hard. This guy was almost a graduate assistant for Saban a year ago, and now he's starting NFL quarterback. Uh, but but I like him. I like his swag. Uh, I just I, I think most people just he's kind of cool. You know, I, I'm rooting for him. I was texting with an NFL coach tonight. Yeah, I got a couple numbers in my phone. And I, because uh, I got a text over the weekend from a buddy in the NFL, and it just said, Mike Pettin's one of the best defensive coordinators in the league. So I, I text the coach in the NFL, and I just brought up Mike Pettin. And his response is, easily one of the best DCs going right now. I, I think Mike Pettin, and people have forgotten, this guy was Rex's right-hand guy when the Jets were beating the crap out of people. People forget that Mike Pettin and Rex Ryan and that defense went into Foxborough and won a playoff game. Like, that happened. Mike Pettin's good. And the Packers right now are a defensive team, as crazy as that sounds. Their defense is excellent. And my bald-headed brother, because when you're bald-headed, you're all part of the brotherhood. And I, I, I like Mike Pettin. Rooting for him. And for the first time in a long time, the Packers are good on defense. And he deserves Mark Murphy... Mike Murphy, whatever the Murphy's name is that is the president of the Packers, and it really answers, I don't, does he answer to nobody? Because they have no owner. I do give him credit for this. Like, hey, LaFleur, we're hiring you that we're hiring you to be the head coach, but you don't have a choice in your defensive coordinator. We're keeping this guy. Smart move. I don't know if Seattle quite gets enough credit for how consistently good they've been. It was Pete Carroll's 68th birthday on Sunday. He got his 100th win as a Seattle Seahawks head coach. Since... 2012, once they kind of turned it around, that was Russell Wilson's rookie year. And they named Russell Wilson the starting quarterback as a third-round pick, beats out Matt Flynn, heading into the season. Since 2012, two games into 2019, the Seattle Seahawks are 77-36. and 36. Say that out loud. 77-36. and 36. All they do is win. Really, all they do is win. And Pete Carroll is easily the youngest 68-year-old in the history of the world. I mean, he's he's 68, he carries himself like he's 43. I mean, like I said, I'm 35, and there's no chance I have as much energy as Pete. Really one of the unique sports personalities we've ever had. Like, Belichick is, I think, like 66 or 67. But, and I'd say even he's a little younger. You know, he could pull off like 58, 59. But he doesn't have quite Pete's energy. Now, he might from a work ethic standpoint. But Pete just bouncing around the walls, the California cool. He's just 77 and 36. You know, when Pete went to Seattle, for us on the West Coast and us Pac-12 homers, I I thought I understood it because USC was about to get popped. But it hurt. Like, what he had at USC was so special. I wanted him to stay there his whole career. But he was right. And he, he was destined for that stage. Because at the end of the day, listen, I love college football. I, I really do. And love Lincoln Riley, love Chris Peterson, love Nick Saban, love Dabo Sweeney. 
But the NFL is just a higher level. It, it really is because you don't you only get one first round pick. And as Pat Hill told me back at Fresno State, you know, in the NFL you get one first round pick. At Fresno State you get a bunch of like fifth and sixth rounders. When you're at Alabama, when you're at USC, when you're at Oklahoma, you get like 20 first round picks. Now, you may, you know, have some guys that you want that you don't get there, but you you get my drift. So it's just the parity there, and Pete wanted to get back and prove that he could do it. And he hasn't just proved he can do it. He's he's cemented. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame coach. National championship at USC, and just that, have that thing rolling. Then comes to Seattle, and once he gets his guys in there, absolutely kicks ass. But here's the most impressive part. Like with Jimmy Johnson, we saw Jimmy turn that thing around, right? With Dallas Cowboys and rattle off two Super Bowls, and really the third one he gets credit for. But could he have done it again? Like, think about Pete Carroll and and the help from John Schneider, who I think is one of the best general managers in the NFL. They have this core group of guys, and they become one of the best teams in recent memory, have one of the great defenses of all time, right? Four straight years in the number one scoring defense. They, They were just, they were the shit. And then he flips it all. He literally gets rid of every single person except Bobby Wagner, and obviously his quarterback. But, like, that's what they've done in Seattle, I don't think quite gets enough credit. As John Schneider said a couple years ago, when they went 9-7, and seven, you would have thought we went 2-14 and 14 around here. In the net, last year, everyone thought they were going to suck. They make the playoffs. This year, boom, 2-0 and oh again. Now they're getting the Saints at home against Teddy Bridgewater. And that's another thing on Teddy Bridgewater. He actually wasn't bad that year that he was the Minnesota Vikings starting quarterback and Blair missed the, uh, ironically against Seattle, missed the kick. But I, you know, it's I'm not going to jump to conclusions. I, I just don't know. I, I I don't quite see it. Now it's different when you get a full week to prepare, and even this week, it's not going to be easy to judge him going up to Seattle. But the Saints are in trouble, and the NFC South is kind of in trouble. Is it crazy to say that with Breeze out now for the foreseeable future, the Carolina Panthers just screwed because Cam sucks? Atlanta, one of the most inconsistent teams you'll see. The Tampa. The Tampa Bay and Bruce Arians. I would not say this if Cutter was their coach, if Raheem Morris was their coach. They got Bruce Arians, a proven winner in this league, has a chance to win that division. I I never in a million years would have said this a week ago. I wouldn't have said this three days ago. But Drew Brees being out and just Atlanta, just something's a little off there. I'm telling you, keep an eye. Keep an eye on Tampa Bay. Okay, let's get into the Middlecoff mailbag. You guys ready? I'm ready. What up, dog? How do you feel about total QBR versus QBR, QB rating? I don't recall any commentators or columnists ever mention QBR rating, which I feel is a better way to measure how good a quarterback played a game. Plus, who is the next coach to be fired? I'll be honest with you. I have no clue what any of that stuff means. I, I never really mess with it. When it comes to quarterbacks, for me, it was always... You know, attempts, obviously completion percentage, just watch the game. You know, I I, I don't really know what QBR is. I I really don't. The one stat that did kind of grow on me from PFF was interceptable balls. Like, if you throw three or four interceptable balls and they were all dropped, but you went 25 or 35 for three touchdowns, like, that's... The numbers don't tell the entire story. Uh, Next coach to be fired... Uh, Ron Rivera, but I, I think he's earned enough to get the entire year. But if they just have a disastrous season, he's out. 
Jay, I mean, Jay Gruden's done. I, does Jay Gruden even want to be there? I, I don't think he does. 49er Staley question. Is Trent Williams the answer? Well, I think there's a couple angles to this. For those who don't know, Joe Staley broke his leg. They're starting really their fourth tackle because they lost their third tackle in the preseason. So here's the thing with Joe Staley. He broke his leg, but he's not out for the season, and they're not placing him on IR. So he's only going to miss five or six games, best-case scenario. So if you trade for Trent Williams, which I don't even know if the Redskins would trade the 49ers Trent Williams because the 49ers are going back to Washington October 20th. If you trade a first round for him, well, then Trent Williams is your starting tackle the rest of the season. Does Joe Staley just go to the bench? Because McGlinchey's the right tackle. In a perfect world, you'd rather trade like a mid-round pick for like a fringe starter that then you could bench when Joe Staley goes back. But I'll be honest, I don't really know who that guy is. It's the hard thing with tackles, right? I guess you could, you know, if I don't think Kyle would like Big V, but the Eagles with... Jason with Andre Dillard have an extra have an extra tackle, but I don't know if he really fits this scheme. Uh, but I mean, he's functional. But would the Eagles trade him for like a fifth round pick? Probably not. So I, I think it's a it's kind of a weird spot. I, I don't really know what they do. I, I think the best thing to do is just play this game on Sunday. You're playing Mason Rudolph. You're playing Minka Fitzpatrick and the Pittsburgh Steelers, and just try to win the game with this. I think his name is Justin or Jacob Skull. I, I'm going to write an article on The Athletic about it on, for Wednesday. Text a bunch of people in the NFL. I mean, he was a fringe draft pick. He went sixth round. Text some buddies in the league. They had him like seventh to an undrafted free agent. Chance he just sucks. I mean, he just, maybe one day he won't suck, but more than likely he's not ready right now. When you're a sixth round draft pick at, at, at that position, you usually don't start year one at left tackle, right? Six-round draft picks, sometimes they start at guard. Sometimes they start at running back. Sometimes they start at defensive tackle. Occasionally, a guy wins a job as like a nickel corner. But you don't often see, yeah, I'm a six-round draft pick. I was a rookie. I started at left tackle. That's usually something went wrong if that's the case. Hey, John, love the podcast. Appreciate it. Full disclosure, I'm a big Buckeye fan, and I've been pretty stoked about Justin Fields so far this year. But it seems like no one in the national media is talking about him. How high is this guy's ceiling? Would you consider him a potential top NFL prospect if he develops into his potential? Well, I watched a little bit of the Indiana game, and they, I mean, they kicked the crap out of him. My issue is just consistency with accuracy. Clearly, he's a special athlete, a little on the smaller side. Uh, it's way too early for me to say NFL, like top draft pick. I would say no right now. To me, he has good arm strength, doesn't always know where the ball's going. And uh, I, let's watch him play. I, I don't have Ohio State's schedule in front of me, but clearly the Big Ten's pretty good. Iowa, Penn State, Wisconsin, obviously Michigan. You know, I, I know you don't always play all the teams every year, but I, I think we'll get a better feel. Like, I, I can't really judge him off Indiana, but once they get into conference play, he, he's going to be tested. 1,000% he's going to be tested. He's a big recruit. But as the, here's the thing in, in the NFL, or I mean college football, we see a lot of these four- and five-star guys never live up to it, and the hype on him is extreme. Luckily, his team's good. What up, Middlecoff? Nice to meet you. Are you a 49ers fan? This is like a, whoa, this is like a porn thing. That's the thing with going into your DMs. You never know quite know what you're going to find. Not really a 49ers fan, but it was cool having them practice at my school, Youngstown State, last week. It led to two good weeks 
for both of them. We got to 3-0, and and your guys got to 2-0. and Pretty cool having a connection here on your show. That's cool. As a question, what do you expect out of the Steelers for the rest of the season now that Ben is done for the year? Are you thinking semi-tank in hopes for grabbing Tua or Herbert, or do you expect them to have confidence in Mason Rudolph going forward? Now, obviously, this this DM was sent before the news of Minka Fitzpatrick. Clearly, they're not tanking, and clearly they believe in Mason Rudolph. Now, I saw Chris Mortensen tweeting. Well, here's the other thing. Ben is signed, and Ben tweeted this, or maybe Ben didn't tweet this, but he released a statement. He's under contract for three years, and this is year one of three. So he's going to be the starting quarterback next year. Now, like I said, him and Breeze, eventually one of these guys are not going to respond to the injury, and it's just going to be career over. So we may never see Ben again. And what if Mason Rudolph is good? Like, what if they rattle off a bunch of wins and win eight or nine games and they're competing for the playoffs? Maybe Mason Rudolph's our starter next year. So the tanking is not clearly happening. And it's not even possible. They don't have a first-round pick. So it's just Mason Rudolph or nothing. Question for the pod. With his accomplishments and the fact that he won't play the rest of the season, what do you think the outlook is for Ben's career? You think he retires or comes back? Getting a lot of Ben action here. Well, he said today that he's coming back. If he never came back, like if he never plays another down of NFL football, he's a Hall of Famer, and he goes down as one of the great Steelers of all time. Now he's controversial, clearly with some of the -the off-the-field stuff, clearly with him being a drama queen. But at the end of the day, when Ben, and from a personal standpoint, just on the field, no judgment off the field. I can separate the two. When he was on the field and he was younger and he was right, he was as good as a god, man. He was a freak show. He was a special, special player. We don't really see that guy anymore. He definitely can't move like it, and he shouldn't. I mean, he's 37 years old. But he, in his prime, was was a pretty special dude. With Shermer leaving the door open for DJ, it could be any week now if he takes Daniel over Eli. Assuming he's successful, a big assumption, will the Giants be able to rebuild their roster quick enough before him and Saquon need to be extended? I know it's not possible to win with both them on huge contracts, there is almost zero talent on defense right now. Really quick, that's kind of a misconception. You can have like four or five max players. You, you really can't. The cap, by the time those guys are getting paid, is going to be like $220 million. And I don't think Daniel Jones is going to be making like 40 Also, side question. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's why I play Daniel Jones right away. Like I said, it's time for Eli to be benched. See what you have with Daniel Jones. Saquon's a freak, man. He is. He's the only reason to watch the Giants right now. And he's a good reason to watch the Giants because at any moment he can bust off a 50-yard touchdown. He is remarkable. The power, the speed. I I, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of like in my lifetime because LT wasn't that quite powerful. He's basically like Adrian Peterson meets LT. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame back. Also, side question. I go to Michigan, but I'm not a diehard fan. While I disagree and know even if Harbaugh goes, there is no better candidate to replace him. He doesn't have the school behind him right now. How many more? Whoa, they're already turning on him? How many more chances does he get against OSU? He, I mean, he needs to win this year. You cannot lose to Ryan Day. I, I'm a Harbaugh defender. I like Jim. I actually used to love Jim. I think Jim's a badass. But you can lose to Urban Meyer. I mean, ideally you can't. But it is what it is. Urban's you know probably a top five college coach ever. But you got to beat Ryan Day. You cannot lose to Ryan Day. So this is a big year for Jim Harbaugh to beat Ryan Day. Or really, the they might turn on him, right? Uh, I have thought that I've posed to two friends. I have a thought that I've posed to two friends in NFL media, and they think I'm joking. 
Know that I'm not joking, but my premise is a little silly. Okay, I like where this is going. There must be a way to test twitchiness in wide receiver. Separation fits in every offense, and the twitchy guys have it for days. The one thing these guys seem to have in common is that they can dance. I'm not saying the combine should have a dance competition, but should it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I don't I don't hate that. I just don't know how you would judge the speed of the dance. So if you did like go dancing with the stars with the wide receivers, you just make them do some moves. How would you tell like what move at what speed? Like when I do a drill, a cone to cone drill, like if I do the three cone or the shuttle or the forty, everyone is measured on the same you know length, and the times are all relative based on what a good and bad time is. You know because they're all doing the same thing. Like how do you all do the same dance move, and then how would you quantify it? Like, the point of the combine is not to have them run around. It's to have them be run around and be timed. And then you're able to, people have been running the same drills for 50 years. You you can put it into context. Well, how does this guy compare to that guy compare to that guy? Hey, John, big fan. I agree that the Niners have no excuses now. But losing Staley is big. Do they try to trade for Trent Williams from the skins? It's tough rolling with a six-round rookie at left tackle. Staley is still playing. Yeah, like, like I said... I just see what this guy has for a game. And if it's a debacle, now the problem with it being a debacle is if your left tackle is just god-awful, there's a chance you can lose the game. Just because if everyone else plays a good game and that guy sucks, you can lose. Luckily for the Niners, they have the best blocking tight end in the NFL. The other problem for the Niners is that blocking tight end is also their best wide receiver. Worst case scenario, you could just have Kittle stay with the left tackle. Just every play. Now, you're basically, you're playing a man down in the passing game, but they won't be able to get there because Kittle's a badass, and Kittle could help the left tackle out big time. Now, that's worst-case scenario, and you might just have to do that for a game to try it out. You're definitely going to have to do it early in the game to try it out. Uh, Logistical question. I heard today that the Saints are going from L.A. to Seattle for their next game. They don't go home. Question. Where do they stay? Where do they practice? Interested in the inner workings. Well, the 49ers just did this, and they stayed in Youngstown. They played Miami, and then they went to Ohio. I would imagine, I don't know, I'm just guessing, it's kind of hard, like they couldn't use the University of Washington practice stuff because Washington would be using it. Now, maybe you could time it out. Uh, You stay at a hotel, so basically everything at the hotel, you can do the meetings, you have all that stuff. Everything you need to do there, non-practice, you can do at the hotel. Eat, meet. Uh, coaches' offices, you can set all that stuff up. Now, you do need to find a field, which there's a million high schools. And the good thing is high school football teams all either practice early in the morning or after school at like 3.30. So if you're an NFL team, you can run practice at like 10 a.m. and you can just go to the local high school, whatever, like one of the good powerhouse schools, and just go practice for a couple hours. Bus in, bus out. It's cool for the high school. Maybe let the kids come out and watch or see you. Maybe meet you know who knows I know the 49ers like that guy just emailed they practice at Youngstown State they practice at the facility so maybe you could find maybe when the University of Washington is not on the practice field you could just practice there that's what I would imagine and you can use their weight room that they can facilitate that for you for you if you need it so that's that's to me usually how it works and it, it makes sense if you're if you're John Payton you don't want to go back to New Orleans and then come back to Seattle just kind of stay, hopefully bond. Luckily for them, they're they're one and one. But this is 
this is a shitty week for them. I mean, they lose Drew Brees, who's the best player in the history of the franchise. And I don't know if he's still quite that guy, but he's pretty damn important, man. I, I just don't see how Teddy Bridgewater goes to the plays in Seattle and wins this game, unless he's dramatically better than what we just witnessed in L.A. Because I had him on the second TV, because that game was pretty crappy, for given all the hype. I mean, that game was supposed to be sweet, and then Drew Brees gets hurt, and it was just kind of a dud. And I kept looking up there, and just he's he slow to react. It felt like he was holding on the ball a little bit too long. I mean, he's never had a great arm. Seattle, your first start in a long time? God, that's tough. Now, I know it's not the Legion of Boom, but that place is going to be rocking. They're feeling themselves right now. They're 2-0. and Pete Carroll's birthday. Football gods feel like they're on Seattle's side, so... Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Two Gloves. We're going to need a big effort. Now, this, they're actually kind of lucky, though. They're all staying together. So, they're all at the hotel. Teddy can live with Sean Payton, basically, and spend a lot of time with them getting ready. So, can the offense. Uh, now, if I'm Alvin Kamara or Michael Thomas, like, just throw me the ball, man. I, I know what I'm doing. I'm not going to put in extra time in the meeting room. Just, Teddy, throw me the rock. Uh, appreciate everyone listening. Always appreciate everyone chiming in on uh, on Instagram. Have a good week. If you're a Steeler fan, you know, hold your head high. If you're a Dolphins fan, just, I don't know, get ready for the Miami Heat season. Start watching some Netflix. I feel bad for you. If you're in, you know, that sucks. But enjoy the week. Uh, Hopefully you enjoy the show, and I'll see you Friday. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. 
Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.